Welcome to the Mike on Much podcast. I'm your host, Mike German. We are here with my friend and trusted producer, Max Kerman. We are also here with our pop culture aficionado, Shane Cunningham. And working the dials, as always, is intern Erica. Gang, how's it going? How's everybody feeling? What's everyone up to? I'm feeling really healthy, actually, guys. Um, ooh, I got really... It says the guy that started this call by cracking uh, some sort of alcoholic <laughs> beverage. You're drinking. Let the listeners know. My, Don't this, hold this back, is, Max. This is my cheat day. I am having a blue lobster. But... Um, this week, um, you know, I, last weekend we watched at our place um, this documentary called Fed Up, which is about the sugar industry, uh, the lobbyists that uh, have been lobbying the American government uh, to put sugar in as many mouths as possible. I guess that's what they do. And just talking about how bad sugar is for you. And we know this, but sometimes you need to watch those documentaries to make you feel bad, to make you change your habits. Shane, I know you're very familiar with this kind of thing. And so we cut out um, processed sugar out of our diet this week. And the first day was fucking miserable. The second day I had a headache because they say sugar is more addictive than cocaine. Have you heard that? I find them equal. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's funny. Um, So anyway, I haven't really had any sugar this week. And I've been weighing myself because, Shane, I was very jealous of your weight accomplishments. And oh, it, I broke into the 170s, yeah. Wow, well, this is it. It turns out if you just don't snack on garbage every single day, you can lose a few pounds, which is what's happened to me. And I feel very good about that. Wow, that's got to be hard for you, Max, because everyone I talk to who knows you says you always magically pull out a bag of candy. <laughs> like, you'll any anywhere you are, you'll just have a, like, bulk barn bag with you. Uh, yeah, is that true? it's true. And it is one of the things I love the most. Um, but to give you an example of my, my newly formed habit this week is for dessert, Lauren took out a little cashew. She put a little bit of peanut butter on top of it and then put a single chocolate chip. And that was our dessert. Wow. You're making um, my mouth water. <laughs> I feel like today, uh, you know, I'm deserving of a couple of drinks because otherwise it's been a very disciplined week. And uh, OK, so you're drinking Ace Hill. Is there any sugar in that Ace Hill? Well, yeah, there's for sure some like, blue, I'm drinking Blue Lobster right now. I had some Ace Hill okay. earlier. Uh, it's vodka sodas. There's definitely uh, some cows in there. But uh, you get one cheat day, right? Shane, do you do cheat day? I, I stopped doing cheat days really and just now I just calorie count. Mm. So I, I, I slip in uh, treats every single day. Like I'll eat a couple Oreos or I could have mm. like a slice of pizza every day if I want to. Nice. I find this a lot more manageable than just like, Having that one crazy day. Oh, sure. Because I find yeah. if I have the one crazy day, then I get addicted to that day and I want to kind of carry it over into the, throughout the week. Mm-hmm. The purge day, as they say. Yeah. I don't like that. Anyway, that's what I've been up to. Nice. What are the effects of uh, dropping sugar? How do you, how, like, what, what does it do to you? What are you finding? Mm. Well, I think the main thing is that by eight o'clock, you've had your dinner and then you just are anywhere in quarantine, so you can't really go out. So you just sit on the couch and you just go, what the fuck am I going to do the rest of the night? It, you know what I mean? It's like, what the fuck? It's like, I guess I'll crack another like bubbly. You know what I mean? You're like, ooh, treat, cherry bubbly. Way to go. You know, it's like, fuck that. Those so that, are delicious though. You downplay no, no, it. But cherry the bubbly is the best bubbly flavor. It's and It's incredible. Amazing. It is yeah. incredible. And I, I like orange. I think orange is awesome. The orange bubbly. No way. So good. Have you had cherry? Yeah. Not. A, yeah. It's whatever. That's crazy. The, uh, well, see, see, here's the thing. When I first started drinking bubbly, I was like, this is better than any beer or any soft drink I could ever have. But because we've been at home so much, 
I'm just so tired of the bubblies. And, and to think that it could substitute for some mini eggs is crazy. So then you start to resent, resent things and you're just like, you know what? I'm just going to go to bed. It's like 10 o'clock. Fuck it. I'm going to bed. I got nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, sleeping is the best way to not eat. Don't you find? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and but what was your bubbly addiction like? Like at its height, how many bubblies could you have a day? Oh, I was like, up to like six, man. Oh, 105, six. I just hear Lauren go to the fridge, crack a bubbly, say to herself, I'm addicted. And then start to slurp it. <laughs> Sorry, Mike, what were you going to say? I was going to say that we actually dropped bubblies about a week and a half into quarantine because we got so sick of them. Maybe like two Ooh. weeks in because that's the thing where you're just, you're drinking them so much that at some point you're like, we're just going to go back to actual water because I actually got sick of the bubblies. And I, I've been, I think I said this on other pods, but I've dropped like 10 pounds just because my eating habits are so different than they are at work, mm-hmm. um, where I'm like eating takeout all the time. Now it's like we're making all of our own meals and it's just better food for you. And, and so I'm naturally dropping sugars that I n- normally would have just had. Like I would have ate like, I don't know, Subway every day or like a shawarma place or whatever was just on Queen Street. Those are all gone out of my diet now. So like not even by choice. I just, my body sort of reacted in its own way. But I was wondering about the sugar dropping thing. If you had any actual physical manifestations, like, like headaches or like those things you hear about your body craving the sugar, like withdrawal stuff. The first couple nights I had a headache and I was just tired and yeah, definitely, definitely had the withdrawals. The good, the thing which is actually kind of helped is that if you're able to get some natural sugars in there, like make, like a smoothie, like with a banana in it or uh, blueberries or something like that, like th- those things can kind of do the trick or trick your brain a little bit. Um, Lauren made these very delicious like banana walnut muffins, which there's no flour or sugar in them, but the, the natural sugar from uh, from the banana and then like the the nuts that give you that sort of like filling quality, that that kind of tied me over. But, but still, it's not like you're eating cheesecake or anything. <laughs> cheesecake sounds good. Erica, are you a big cheesecake fan? You just you just mmmed audibly on the uh, pod. Yeah, I do. I had cheesecake the other day. <laughs> I've had about seven cheat days a week since quarantine started. So, <laughs> it's, does your body yeah. is your body affected by that at all? Though you're so little, am I allowed to say that? Well, sure, but wait till you see me next. It's been affected. Let me tell you. <laughs> There's a tease for the listeners. You guys, I've gained I've gained eight pounds in the month I've been at my parents' house. Oh, wow. Wow. In one month. I've been eating like shit. Did not you that. notice that you gained eight pounds, Erica? Or like, or do you just step on the scale and you're like, what the fuck? Or did you actually feel it? Mm, no, I didn't really feel it. But then, but since I've stepped on the scale, now I'm like kind of seeing it and I'm just like, oh, I should start running again. <laughs> It's that sweet home cooking. All right, let, let's uh, carry on because people are probably very annoyed by this conversation, or some people probably are. Um, but uh, you started mm-hmm. it, Max. I you know, started I, it. It was me talking ninety six percent of this conversation. <laughs> uh, Mikey, how's uh, Hamilton treating you? It's great. I mean, yeah, I love it here. We uh, this weekend the weather was very nice, and one of the benefits, sort of, of coming back is is just uh, space in the backyard. Like I was saying last episode, so. It's been uh, it's been really awesome. And like our friends, like different members of the Champagne Boys, their wives have been so cool about like coming by and just like dropping stuff off on the porch for us. Like uh, like I I mentioned last week, Shane and Alex gave us some chairs um, and then um, Sean Dawson and Chelsea like baked us bread and gave us like these like these uh, these bubbles that like Winona Mm. can blow in the backyard 
yeah, and then like Vanessa dropped off like lasagna. Like people have just welcomed us back to the city so sort of warmly that like Danica and I were like looking at each other. We're like, are we dicks? Like we did. Like we were so moved by by it that we were like we wouldn't even have thought to like that people would be that way or that kind or that neighborly. And I'm like, if we were in Hamilton and we had a friend come back, would we have thought to do this stuff? Like it's so thoughtful and kind. So we were very moved by all that. But um, what was great was we got to hang out in the backyard and play with the bubbles uh, today. So it's been nice. It's It's been good. And, 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 uh, and yeah, so the space is definitely appreciated on our end. I have a complaint about bubble mixture in general. I find they're always very <laughs> weak. Anytime I get something made specifically for <laughs> bubbles, it fucking sucks. But when I mix Dawn, with corn syrup, it works perfectly. Do you find the bubble mixture that was given to you actually works? That's a so this, I haven't I haven't fucked with bubbles in a good oh I don't know two decades. <laughs> so this was my first experience with bubbles in in a very very long time, maybe since I was a child. Um, I I was surprised that when like you blow through the little hole, I wasn't getting more bubbles. Like Danica was yeah. much better. She had like a delicate sort of like you know she had like a, a good stream of bubbles. Uh, me, it was like I would get like two bubbles and then it would kind of collapse and i think it might have oh, yeah. been the mix i this is like you like hot takes max the bubble <laughs> industry is a joke it's honestly <laughs> don't ever buy bubble mixture it's there's always pieces of shit dawn just very little dawn mixed with corn syrup and warm water mm. works way better than anything out there I'm just this is just for the parents listening or people who like bubbles i guess it's not to be ageist <laughs> but yeah do you think that um I feel like I was criticized recently for like saying this is a hot take, saying the take and someone going, that's not a hot take at all. You don't think what I just said was a hot take? I think people think the bubble industry is fine. Oh, okay. No, I, I, I haven't really thought about the bubble industry. You're criticizing my hot take? No, no. I was more just reflecting on my own hot takes and whether they're actually hot takes or not. But Name a hot take that you recently had that got criticized. Mm, I was talking about the Tim Ferriss podcast and because there's a, an incredible episode with Michael Lewis on it. It's from a couple of days ago. I, I put it in the pod group. It is so fucking good. There's a part of it that yeah. actually blew my mind, which I've re-listened to like six times uh, since it's at the one hour, 20 minute mark. It's about group work and collaboration. I think you guys will fucking love it. Will it ruin it if you give us Cole's notes, Cole's notes on it? Right no, now? basically, um, I, I actually transcribed it. So I'll, I'll, re I'll just read it to you because I have it on my computer here. <laughs> uh, oh, sweet. Wow. So basically, uh, he's just talking about who he uses as a sounding board when he's working on his pieces. I'm talking about Michael Lewis, who's the author behind The Moneyball, Big Short, Liar's Poker, Blindside. He's like one of the best storytellers of all time, in my opinion. You know, actually, I said this to somebody the other day. If, uh, if I had to be anybody in the world... Number one, I'd be Barack Obama. But number two would be Michael Lewis. That's who I'd want to be. He seems to live the most charmed, awesome life. But um, he was talking about the people that he uh, collaborates with, like uh, when he's working on a book idea. And he said, they always make me better because I can pitch an idea at them and they'll find the goodness in it and they'll elevate it. They'll say, oh, that thing, that's what you got to keep going for. And he and he wrote a book about these uh, the guy who wrote Thinking Fast and Slow, which is a book about behavioral psychology. And he was a professor. He ended up teaching uh, at uh, Stanford, I believe. And he said to his graduate students, who are all like very smart, capable people, he said, when someone says something, don't ask, is this true? Ask, what might it be true of? What value might be there? What value might be uh, there in the thing that was said? 
Don't try to show me how smart you are by showing how stupid everyone else is. Show me how smart you are by how by showing how smart everyone else is. I was like, that. Yeah, that's how good. fucking good is that? Like, it's like that is the true genius. Is it's like is able to mm-hmm. find interesting shit in a sea of boring, uninteresting ideas and and elevate it. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god. Anyway, yeah. but back to the original question, Shane. My hot take was that I don't think Tim Ferriss is actually, I don't quite understand his appeal. Like, and maybe we'll be blacklisted from ever going on Tim Ferriss's podcast. But I, I find I could do a Tim Ferriss thing. Like, I, I feel like I'm almost on Tim Ferriss's level, which is crazy because he's like yeah. the best selling author. I don't think that's crazy. And, and I, because, and I only say that because I listen to other people on podcasts all the time, like on The Gist, This American Life. The Daily, all these other shows where I'm like, oh, that those the, all these people are so much fucking smarter than me, and I and they they're doing something that like I cannot relate to, and I'm in awe. But Tim Ferriss, I go, I can just get, I can do that. What he's doing does not actually impress me very much. So that was my hot take. I forget someone was like, that's mm-hmm. not a hot take. Not everybody loves Tim Ferriss, and I was like, okay, but uh, but he's also playing a role, and that the role he's playing is that of host, mm. right? So the host can't be the guy giving the information. He's trying to uh, be inquisitive and get information from his guests. Mm-hmm. I think when it actually comes to him writing books, and he's actually dispensing more info than he does on his actual podcast. That that that's actually a very fair mm-hmm. observation. By the way, I haven't had like a good, like drunken pontification session in months now. So I'm really, you know, making taking the whole conversation away from you guys. So Mike, please take this away from me. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I, I luckily have been able to, uh, to, to be talking to some people. I, I, I've been talking to some friends at different times. I've been doing some calls. Uh, so I have been getting some good sort of like had a couple beers, had some conversations. So I, I, are you not talking to enough people, Max? I'm working a lot. I'm working more than ever, but I have not had this, this like sort of like, three yeah. drinks in just like hanging out with my friends kind of thing in a in like probably since virtual's birthday and then before that it had been like weeks so i like that you've come in buzzed but didn't let us know we could have we could have matched you Sorry. we could have all been on the same wavelength no it's good you're loose can you guys do a shot <laughs> i could do a shot right now if i wanted to can you guys do a shot right now well, i could i'd ask my wife first just course. just to catch up i could do a shot yeah do a shot do a shot <laughs> yeah i can do a shot i'm not kidding do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go, go. Eric is so down. Mike, will you do it? Well, I, I, I don't want to do it if Mike's not going to. I don't have a shot, but I'll crack a Coors Light. I got a cold Coors Light in the fridge. Do it. You might have to chug that Coors Light and then have a second and third. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. You guys, I've noticed actually for the past few weeks we've been doing it at home. I've always had a beer and no one else has had a beer. So this is the first Sunday we've recorded where I brewed myself a tea. Mm. Instead of a beer. <laughs> and now you're going to do a shot. But I'm down for a shot. Yeah, yeah twist my yeah, Okay, go, go. go. We'll take a okay, break. I'm going to get a go, quick shot. Go get a drink. All right, I'll go get a beer. I'll be back. Are, are, are we good? Yeah, well, there's Erica. Yeah, are we just waiting on Erica? Is this, do you think this is Erica's childhood bedroom? Only one way to find out. We'll ask her. Erica. Yes. Is this your childhood bedroom? <laughs> no, the, uh, this is my sister's bedroom because um, the second I moved out of my house for school, uh, they took my bedroom away. So I don't have one anymore. Uh, okay, what do you got there? Yeah, what are you drinking, Erica? Uh, some Jameson. Nice. Oh, I'm drinking JP nice. Weiser's. Is it alcoholic? Nice. Of course, yeah. Like uh, it's like this. 
Mm-hmm. That's a good question because Shane likes those Prohibition beers, those non-alcoholic. Oh, I hate Budweiser Prohibition, but I love Coors Edge. Edge, Edge, that's what you're drinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but do they have non-alcoholic liquor? I wonder. Yeah, I just like, uh, wow. I just bought it. It's it cost me ninety bucks for two bottles. I'll, I'll show you the bottle. It's very cool. One sec. Oh, here we go. So well, I what's got this? this. It's called Seed Lip, and I got this for Alex for Mother's Day. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I got her two bottles of this, but it's very like, uh, it's kind of like bougie. I, I'm not sure if I'm using that word right, but it's, mm. it's fancy stuff. Does she know that you got it for her yet? Or are you waiting until Mother's Day next yeah. week? Well, <laughs> the thing about me is I am the worst gift giver because I get so excited once I get the gift for the person that if they mention anything, I always look for it like it's a divine segue that I have to tell them I got them the gift way too early. So so Alex was looking to do a photo shoot for her blog or whatever. And she's like, oh, I got to take a picture in a bathtub. I go, what's going to be a prop? She goes, I don't know, some alcohol. I go, I have the perfect mm. thing for you. Seed lip. I got it for you for Mother's Day, but I couldn't wait. Here it is. And then she's like, oh, my God. And she freaked out. And then her, her reaction was so good that I gave her her other Mother's Day gift, which was uh, we're, we're obsessed with the show Dave right now, mm. the little Dickie show. And uh, there's an actor on it named Gaeta. So I got him to do a cameo and wish Alex a happy Mother's Day. <laughs> and I'm like, check this out. And I just texted her it and she flipped out. And we had like the best day ever. How much did, uh, how much does a cameo from Gaeta cost? Okay. So very soon. It's going to be like 200 bucks or something. This guy's going to win an Emmy. He's, he's amazing. And he's playing himself. He's playing a guy with bipolar. Who's little Dickie's hype man. It's a, the, one of the most like artistic, funny, emotional shows I've ever seen. But, uh, I found out he's playing himself. So I look him up and he was only 10 bucks. Wow. wow. But oh. this guy, like next year, watch, mark my words, this one, this show is going to blow up. And two, he's going to be the breakout star. I need to watch that. They did crazy marketing for that show, eh? Like everyone yeah. on Instagram was plugging it. Like Justin Bieber was plugging it. It's it was amazing. so weird. It's the same yeah. producer as Curb Your Enthusiasm. And it's kind of like, it's hard to describe. It's like Atlanta mixed with Curb mixed with Entourage, but very artistic version of all those shows. High praise. Max is gone. Oh, shit. Mac, we've lost Max's oh, image. Oh, fuck. Sorry. Um, oh. One second. Good riddance. Uh, I was taking a screenshot of us. That's, and I was just saving it. Sorry about that. Oh, um, oh. But we should do the shot? Yeah, speaking of shots, shots or go. screenshots. It's been okay, a long it. time. Cheers. Me too. Very good. It's nice to have a drink with you guys. It's fantastic. Uh, okay, another um, thing that, that crossed my mind. Oh, Shane, are you okay? <laughs> I don't like that, but I'm glad I did it. Okay. Sorry, continue. Uh, This is probably obvious uh, to all of you listening and to you three in the chat here. But, um, you know, I think we are going through, you know, a period of time with all this technology, Instagram, VR, et cetera, et cetera, where we're like, are we going to be just attached to our phones all the time? Are we going to be fucking robots? Like, not are we going to be robots? Are we going to be having sex with robots? Like, You know, like people are just like, what does the future look like, et cetera, et cetera? you know, as we kind of go down this path of like hyper technology. But um, I I just keep thinking about how much people are missing human connection and concerts and and sports and going to pubs and everything. And there's no deeper pleasure. There's no deeper gratification or feeling of connection than the in-person experience. And it's actually been a very comforting thing to me. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. I'm just saying that because I'm in a band and I have to like perform live for a living. But like 
just as a human, just knowing that like no matter whatever value we've been giving to like Instagram and like influencers and people who like are kind of living in the virtual digital space and and it was going that direction that like that was the thing that we all cared about and obviously to a degree that like we go to a bar and people are on their phones and phones are always out and photos are always being taken or whatever all that stuff does just not compare to the human human experience it's a part it is now part of the human experience it's a part of our life and it offers some goodness for sure but at the end of the day the thing that we truly crave even as we get into these routines now that we have where we're disconnected with each other or we're not able to see or touch each other the thing we truly crave is is this like communal these communal experiences and i just kind of love that that it is Every passing day, people are are realizing that we took that for granted, and I hope that we always remember like how beautiful it is to be in in the same physical space with somebody else. So there's my soliloquy. But isn't that kind of cool? You know what I mean? Like that 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 thought that I think a lot of people are having. Absolutely. I mean, I think for me, one of the things that was so jarring right away is I felt I felt that because I because personally, I'm such a social person, like a lot of my distressors or like the way that I sort of like, like uh, derive, I get energy from people, you know, I'm an extrovert in a lot of ways. It's like going to a pub after work and just, you know, shooting the shit time with a movie or a book or sports or whatever. It's like, that was, was so, I, I got so much out of that, that when um, this all started to happen, I, I was feeling sort of that lack of sort of like gathering in groups, human connections, whether we're going to games or, or concerts or just getting together in small groups and, you know, whatever, having lunch. I felt that right away. And it was kind of surprising to me that so many people in the beginning were like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll work on that thing I hadn't worked on or I'll clean the closets and all that stuff. Like I almost from the very start was like, this is going to get really tough because I think as humans not just personally, it's like we have this need to be around each other physically, like you said, Max. And maybe some people didn't know that or didn't feel that way. And now once it's gone, they sort of, they, 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 they sort of immensely sort of like uh, miss that. And then they'll maybe not take it for granted again uh, going forward. But like, um, like just something as simple as talking to our good friend Peak last night. And we were just talking about like the act of getting together and sitting like in a backyard and having a barbecue and a beer is just something that's like, how amazing will that be when we can all actually do that? Like how much, like we loved doing it anyway. And now that we've, we've sort of been deprived of it for however long this is going to go on, it's just going to feel amazing. I think a lot of people are sort of feeling, feeling that for sure, for sure. Yeah, I, um, I think I might've talked about this before. Uh, for whatever reason, growing up, we said grace at our table, even though we're not a religious family. My dad's Jewish, my mom's kind of Christian. But we'd say like, and it was very like religious kind of grace. It was like, God is gracious, God is good, and we thank him for his food. Amen. That's how it started. But then as we got older, my dad was like, this is a stupid uh, tradition. But I think the idea of acknowledging our good fortune is good. And, he'd, and he had this like book of poems and this like book of like philosophies that he'd read to the table. But like at Thanksgiving, it was like, this is the thing about this. Or at Easter, this is like the symbolizing spring or whatever the fuck it was. And I, and I remember at first kind of rolling my eyes, but because I like my dad so much, I kind of got into it a little bit. And then I started thinking about the idea of grace, which is just really a moment to give gratitude for what you have. And I kind of was just like, this is an insane idea that everybody will roll their eyes at, especially in our friend, a group of friends. But like, I kind of want to, before we like 
have a beer together or before we have a meal together, whatever, just like have a moment of appreciation. Be like, guys, let's just be thankful for a moment that we're here together, that we know each other, that we love each other and, and how blessed we are. And by I use blessed in the like non-religious way, just in sort of like a, whatever else you, like in a spiritual kind of way. And, and I just like, like that idea of just like daily gratitude. And I think we should, I don't know. I, I hope there's more of that moving forward. Shane, you have any thoughts on uh, sort of people, people, Shane, will you say grace with me? I will definitely say grace <laughs> with Max yeah. for sure. Shane, what would your grace be, by the way? I would just be thankful that sex robots even exist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shane, give me a grace. Okay, the four of us. And no, Ash, Max, the five I don't of us. like this shit. <laughs> Max, I hate this, though. Five of us no. are at a table. Actually, I, I actually, this is one of my biggest phobias and fears is when somebody throws a speech over to me. Alex knows not to do this. Mm. Alex, uh, uh, one of her first dinners we had at Alex's place with her parents, she tried to make me do a grace. Oh, because her fa- her family loves her family loves to do speeches before they what's it called? A toast. Her family loves toast, mm. and I the hate them. I'm the, to, mm. I'm the worst toaster in the world. So uh, I went to my buddy Sean Menard's uh, engagement party in Cancun, and all of a sudden at the party. Randomly, everyone started standing up in clockwise, <laughs> clockwise giving you speeches. Told the story, but yeah, keep going. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll just get to the point. Everyone gave a beautiful speech, and when it came to me, I, I'll, I, I didn't literally shit my pants, but I almost <laughs> did. And then I just pointed to Alex, and she took it over and gave a beautiful toast to mm. Sean, and totally saved my ass. Do you like the, the speeches, though? Are you into people giving a grace or a toast? What do you think of that? I just need notice. I'm fine. I could give the best toast in the world. I just need one night to prepare it. Can we do it Don't... on the next pod? This is your this is your Absolutely. homework. Absolutely. I will. I'll, it'll be beautiful. Okay. Watch. I want you to give a gratitude I will. Uh, related toast, grace, whatever you want to call it. And watch how good it is. And watch how good it is. You'll be impressed. <laughs> but I can't do anything on the spot. I'm like this in conference okay. calls, meetings. Any, anytime anyone throws to me, it's the worst. Give me a day to prepare blown away uh, Mike Mike will you do a, I think I feel like you'd be very good at a grace yeah you, you want me to sort of say what I'm grateful for Not right you don't have to do it right now but I, but, but I feel like you'd be good at it because you're good at like uh, you're good with words you're good at articulating so why put me on the spot and then give him the scapegoat do well, it I don't know I just was happen to be looking at you oh Mike no actually but I feel like I'm drunker than you guys right now so I don't want to put you guys <laughs> you might be oh, you, you, you feel like <laughs> Maybe you're drunk. Erica, you want to do a grace or no? Um, no. Max, you do one. I feel like the drunker you are, okay. the better it'll be. Mm, okay. The, this whole pot has kind of just been you doing one thus far, but no, keep going, keep going. Yeah. More graces. Yeah, it's been 20 minutes of Max's grace, but let's hear it officially. Let, let's go um, for it. Come on. I feel so lucky, uh, despite the circumstances, that we had a beautiful day today, and it was sunny it was warm people were all in a really good mood um i know it's been like a long hard week for a lot of people but uh we all made to we all made to sunday and now i get to spend time with three of my favorite people three people that i really look up to i truly look up to each and every single one of you guys because you do things that i cannot do and i am so um, amen (laughs) and i'm uh (laughs) um 
you know, I, I feel very blessed uh, <laughs> that I uh, get, that we all get to kind of share each other's talents and ourselves with each, with each other, and uh, we get to create this thing together. And uh, and it's not the same if any of us are not here, and that includes Mandrash, who is our overlord, and uh, makes sure that the best of the pod gets out there. And uh, I just feel very lucky for that. That was beautiful. So, amen. All right, you know what? I will do one. Okay. Wow. Um, yes. You've inspired me, Max. I am very grateful, uh, uh, and I continually am, that I get to do this with you guys. And this is how it manifests. Um, Shane and Erica were on the call, Max. You had to go and uh, connect another call. And Shane had mentioned, you know, Mike, uh, I can tell from your body language, maybe you didn't love the day. You know, they were talking about how great the weather was today and how they had this great. I said, no, the day was great. But the thing is, we're recording this at like 9.15. We normally do it at 8.00. And I was just saying that like the days, my days are so different than how they were before um, because it's like there's so much sort of like childcare and like you find that you all of these things that you get that make you you all these de-stressors like, oh, I'll sit and I'll just watch some stupid movie for an hour and a half. Those that time is now all gone. Um, And if I don't go to sleep on time, it doesn't matter. Mm. I'm still waking up early with the baby. So it's like so I I, I find that I get very like so I was kind of had this energy coming into this podcast where I was like. Fuck, Mm. I'm like, we're already delayed an hour, an hour and 15. So I was just like, kind of like, and then I'm like, I'm watching the clock because I need to be asleep by 11, all that stuff. And then, so I start to get like, you know, this bad energy, but then continually and always, and it never ceases to deliver the minute I'm in it and the minute we're talking and the minute we're doing this podcast, I'm always so grateful that we're doing it because I'm like, no matter how I come in, Two minutes in, once we all start talking, the first joke gets cracked, uh, and I'm just I hear Max's voice and Shane's voice and Erica's voice, or I see you guys. Then I'm just like, oh yeah, this is why we do this. I love having these conversations, and I'm really grateful that we even do them and that we keep doing them and that we get to do them because of technology uh, throughout this whole thing. It's it's something that even at times where I'm like, oh right, we have to record that thing. The minute we do it, I'm like, I'm so glad we have it. So thank you guys for that. Uh, yeah, I'm happy to be here and, and to continue to do this with you guys. Amen. Wow. That was so beautiful, you guys. Yeah. Oh, God. I can't wait till we can all do this in person and then squeeze each other really tight, you know? <laughs> I don't know if mine was like a grace. It was more like a sermon or something where it's like, I, I was like, I wasn't quite feeling right today. You know, I had a bad time. But then I got here and I started to feel the energy of the people. And it was almost like it showed the journey I went on to feeling good and why I'm so grateful. But you uh, know what? On that, on that note, Mike, I would love to take... Um, like a class on how to deliver like a Southern Baptist style sermon, because there are some <laughs> like vocal ticks that happen, uh, which I think mostly has to do with repetition that I think is so effective. And I wish it was more part of my everyday speech was like, what did you just say before Mike, the, the line uh, just before I cut you off? I, I don't know. Yeah. You said something like, I don't know. I'll, I'll make it up. It's just like, you're just like when I, when I came into the podcast, I wasn't feeling right. I wasn't feeling right. I wasn't <laughs> feeling right. I wasn't feeling right, but I'd say, like, you know, it's like yeah. when you, like, repeat yeah. shit. It's, it's like, yeah. so fucking Chris Rock yeah. does it all the time in his comedy. It's like he repeats, like, certain mm-hmm. words. He was like, but then I saw you. I saw your face. Your face. I saw your face, and it made me feel so good. It made me feel so good. It made me feel, it made me feel so good in a way that, only, like, like, that kind of thing that I was just like, I wish that our our listeners could see your face on the Zoom call right now. You are fucking lit, oh, yeah. and you are going for it right okay, now. This okay. is amazing. This okay. is your cheeks so, are um, very rosy right now. 
<laughs> my cheeks are rosy, but I've never felt better. <laughs> okay, let's get to topics. We, we got to get Mike in bed by 11, though. This is important. Oh, now I feel like I've put a time limit on this, guys. I mean, no, now no, 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 no. We need time limits because we've been talking shit for 35 minutes probably already. So uh, let's, let's yeah, get it's to it. It's 9.50. We still have an hour and 10 minutes. <laughs> um. All right. Well, let's just let's just start. This is a funny news item that uh, we saw. The Hollywood Reporter reported a, a man arrested trying to quarantine on private Disney Island. So uh, the 42 year old said he didn't hear numerous deputies searching for private island, uh, searching the private island for him on foot by boat and by air because he was asleep in a building. He told the deputy he didn't know it was a restricted area, despite there being <laughs> numerous no trespassing signs. Uh, and he just said that he felt like it was a tropical paradise while he was staying there. Um, this is pretty amazing. Like, I don't know how you get onto a private Disney Island uh, to quarantine, but it's not a crazy thought. Uh, what do you guys think of, of this guy? And if you could quarantine anywhere, uh, no restrictions, where would you choose? Let's start with uh, Maxi Boy. No, no, I've been talking about Shane. Go ahead. No, I need you to, cause, so I can think about this. Okay. You know what? Let's start with Erica. Erica, where would you quarantine if you could quarantine anywhere? Oh, my gosh. Well, like, like uh, are you talking like, a location, like a country, a specific building. It's a good point. Maybe I didn't quite think this through. Uh, I guess everyone would pick like something tropical, right? Like in, <laughs> like somewhere they could swim every day. Yeah, like I've never been to California yeah. and I really want to go there. So maybe California. But I don't know. I feel like this guy, like this is the movie that will be made of quarantine. is going to be about this guy's journey and like how he pulled it all off and like got there. I don't know. Like, were people looking for him? I I think what happened was like a Disney security guard saw the guy like by boat making it to the island and then reported it. Mm. And then they were searching this island for the for this guy. Uh, But it was for me to this guy. It's like it's a pretty interesting thought. Like, I'd like to know his thought process. Was he like like, how do you just discover an island by accident and think it's okay to quarantine there if it's on Disney property? Like, I'm I'm not quite sure about how the geography works. But yeah, Max, you were going to jump in with. Yeah, I think. um my answer would be, okay, because I don't like being in remote locations, like being in the forest or being wilderness does not appeal to me whatsoever. I like being kind of near the action. I would want to be somewhere warm. So an ideal scenario is if I'm a groundskeeper in like a mansion in Beverly Hills, and then the family during quarantine is like, fuck it, we're going to our island. I don't want to be here anymore. So you, And they lock the gate. So you're stuck in a, like an amazing property. The fridge is stocked. Because they, they were like, oh, shit, we have to go to, like, Costco and load things up because we might be here for a while. But then they go, oh, we have a private jet, actually, that's going to take us to the Caribbean. That's where we're going to hang out on our island. Fuck this house in Beverly Hills. I'm a groundskeeper. I've been, like, you know, cutting the grass or whatever. They lock me in. And so now I'm on the balcony. I'm looking over at my neighbor next to me. It's fucking Leonardo DiCaprio. He's partying with all these models. And, and you're drinking a Corona, like a free Corona, and you're eating a pizza pocket because it's in the fucking freezer. And you're just like cheersing to Leo, who's on the patio one over. And Leo goes, hey, do you want to come over and join us? And then I go over and join us. That's, that's pretty good. Does, like, does it get better than that? Hey, you didn't put any thought into that? <laughs> that's off. <awful. You> just... <laughs> that was all off the, off the top of my head. Seriously, I'm not kidding. I just literally thought of that right now. You're an improv genius, Max. That's what I've realized. <laughs> Yeah, that's amazing. 
<laughs> it, it was almost the plot of Parasite, but then you actually, uh, then you shifted into like hanging it with Leo next door. Which oh yeah. I don't have any interest in like living a miserable existence and killing somebody by accident or on purpose. But uh, <laughs> no, but the idea of being stuck in a, like a very fancy, like, you know, Hollywood Hills kind of mansion by, and then getting to hop a fence and getting to party with a bunch of people. That sounds pretty cool. Shane, what do you got for me? You look at me like you're condescending. No, no, I'm just looking because your answer was so good. And, uh, you know, <laughs> what's that called when you just have free thoughts going? Like, what's that expression? Uh, yeah, f uh, f f a free association or whatever. Not that, but yeah, it's the same thing that my, like, I was just going to say, like, I like my house, you know, like I, I, <laughs> I like, I like where I, I'm at right now. I'm very comfortable. The only upgrade would maybe be Drake's house. I was seeing in that video, mm. it's, it's like the super upgraded version of my house. So that would, that would be awesome to do. You know what we need though? We need, we need a basketball court. Mm -hmm. Like every yes. day I look at my yes. backyard, I'm like, I wish I had cement and a hoop. That's all I need. Like, I've been thinking about that a lot actually, but I'm, I'm, my concern is I would break an ankle or something during quarantine. Mm -hmm. I've been thinking mm -hmm. about ball so much. Uh, but yeah, for, for the only reason that I'm scared of injury, I wouldn't do it because I don't want to go to a hospital with a broken ankle. Do you know what I did? I started looking up the, I looked up the companies that put in like the actual like basketball, like that, that kind of, you know, that surface they put in, you see the people have these like kind of like backyard courts. And in that, I started like looking at the pricing of those and what I could do in my backyard. How much? I won't do how it. Much? How much? Yeah. Oh, I'd probably be looking at like about 5k. Do it, Mike. That's nothing. Do Mike, it. Mike, that's nothing. You got to do it. That's nothing. Are you guys crazy? It's a lifetime investment. It's a lifetime investment, Erica. Erica, don't judge until you're in our shoes, Erica. That's one diaper party. Okay. <laughs> uh, Mike, it, it's, it's, you know, I had, a, I, I had a basketball hoop in my backyard, Gramp, and, and we had a smaller backyard than you have. And I spent so much time out there. It brought me so much joy. And you should do it. It could be an investment in Winona's future. She, she could be, she starts young and then she could be like Danica's tall. the best Danica's tall. in the world. Danica's tall. Danica is tall. Mm -hmm. yeah. Do you yeah. Guys, do you guys see what I did there? It was a Southern Baptist mood. Move. Danica's tall. Danica's <laughs> the repetition. tall. Danica oh, yeah. is tall. <laughs> so don't think small because Danica is tall. And then you gotta oh, like find you rhyme. You need the rhyme. Words. You yeah. need the rhyme. This is good. Yeah. 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 Okay. Catchy, catchy phrases. Mm. Um, Mike, what would you do? Where, where, where would you hang out? Well, I can't follow Shane. Like, I, I got to say, I love my place with my family, too. I'd oh, seem like a dick. You can bring your family else. there. It's fine. You don't have to be. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. No, no, no. I think, I think like, um, you know, you see a lot of these celebrities, like, posting or, like, these people that live in, like, uh, you know, whatever those houses that those, like, women live in in, like, uh, Big Little Lies. Mm. Like, those kinds of places where you can, like, go down to the, the private beaches and mm. stuff that overlook, like, a beautiful coastline. Like, that stuff is, like, you know, I feel like for your mental health and all that stuff. Anyway, as long as there's a basketball hoop and the weather's always nice and there's lots of space, I would be very, very happy. But this is all very aspirational and, uh, you know, one can dream and will have to. I think you can afford the five grand hoop, Mike. It's not that big of a dream. Just, just do it. <laughs> yeah. You would love it so much. You would love it so much. I Danica would. Would actually would be happy for you because she'd be like, oh, my, my little Mikey's happy. I, I think. <laughs> and you wouldn't have to Dan mow your tall. lawn, would you? Mm -hmm. uh, the backyard, no, because we would put down a court. Yeah, yeah. 
It'd be something, man. It'd be something. But I just like the idea of it's like, uh, you know, the economy completely crashes and we all lose our job. And then it's like, what the hell happened, man? Mike went broke. And then it's like, there's just all these Instagram videos of me and my stupid fucking custom basketball court. And they're like, I don't know where he made all these poor decisions. And it's just like, I got my own logo, logo, like emblem <laughs> in the middle of the court that cost an extra two grand to do that. Oh, the money you save on grass feed, it'll pay for itself. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's move on to some other topics. Uh, Maxi, uh, you sent a topic about the band The 1975, uh, and their lead singer had thrown in, um, he, he did an Instagram post where he essentially uh, kind of taking the piss out of the Imagine thing by Gal Gadot, which we talked about. Um, uh, Matt Healy is his name, and he essentially said, Hey, you know, uh, very facetiously, I was so inspired by the Imagine thing. I think I'm going to start a song and then everybody else throw in a verse and we'll do this thing. Then he does uh, the start of, um, what's that song? Uh, what, what would, would you, you do if your son was at home lying on the floor on the bedroom floor because he's hungry and the only way to feed him is just, but he only just sings like the first two two lines. Like, what would you do if your son was at home? And that like, that's the whole clip. What's that song there. called? Something Story? It's City High. It's City High. City is, High. Is the name yeah. of the band. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it, you know, it's it's him just sort of blatantly taking the piss out of these sort of like I guess, uh, I, I guess like a communal sort of song thing, like when people get together. And we've seen versions of this. Obviously, Imagine was a very sort of like a, a makeshift version, and then we saw like the Lean on Me, the Canadian mm-hmm. version. Uh, we seen, I think they did. There was an version or a version in the states, of basically collaborations with a bunch of artists singing on a track, but they're all recording their parts separately. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you you like the fact that sort of British bands in general or the British are very no bullshit and they're just kind of like, uh, we're just going to sort of take the piss out of this immediately. And that's sort of what he's doing. Yeah, so the thing I kind of wanted to get to, um, which is like uh, in Britain, there's this rich tradition of bands talking shit to each other and to the point where like no one even really bats an eye. It's like just pure entertainment value. And I kind of love it because it's like, Blur, and it, it stems back to like, you know, decades. It was like Blur hated Oasis. And like, that was the thing that would like make headlines and the tabloids would love it when one lead singer would talk shit about another lead singer. And and so this is like persisted on through the years. And it's just very much part of the culture where it's accepted that if you're in a band and you want to be like edgy and be a rock and roller, you can just like talk shit freely and that's sort of part of the job and i find that to be interesting and it's a contrast to the canadian way which is like everybody get along we're all we're all in this together uh and i by the way i'm very proud of the canadian industry obviously and i and in the temperament of the canadian industry suits me personally very very well but i i am amused and i do personally enjoy the, the culture in Britain where bands are just constantly talking shit about each other because at the end of the day that we're not curing cancer here. This is just entertainment. So if every band in Canada talked freely about whatever they, they thought was shit or like didn't like, that would be way more interesting. Uh, it would be meaner for sure. Uh, but I, anyway, the point I was getting to is that in the UK, I just kind of enjoy the tradition of bands talking shit. And I was thinking about what are other th- cultural traditions, and we can, we're can we painting in very broad strokes right now, obviously, that you think are ideal or that you'd enjoy being a part of. So, for instance, in Germany, and I've been to Germany, it's like the Germans are very frank. They just like, there's no like buttering you up with like, and you where you can't understand what like their thought is. They just go, that is shit, that's not good, or that is good, that is the right way. Like, so, uh, like, I was just trying to think of, like, are there things that you wish that we had more of in Canada from a cultural perspective, uh, if that makes sense? 
Um, Shane, so like if you were to if you were to take your favorite parts of different cultures and say like this suits Shane Cunningham the most, if you're talking about like and Latino culture, you know, French culture, whatever, like uh, and, and obviously we're stereotyping to a large degree right now. What would you choose? I like how British people can say cunt and it's not that bad. <laughs> this is a good listen, this is yeah. what I'm talking about. This is this is part of okay, this is very good. I like that. Because it's just okay. kinda cheeky. I also like bowing. Cheeky is very good. Yeah. You, you like you like bowing. Like the, they do the royals? No, like uh how in Japan they bow as a greeting. Why do you like why do you like that? I don't know. I used to be in karate. And I used, <laughs> I used to bow a lot before I did my kata, and I thought it was kind of cool. And What belt? What belt I, I made it to, to yellow. Uh, my sister <laughs> yellow. Up, I know, that, and that's not far. I'm not bragging how far. I'm just answering the question. <laughs> but my, my sister got a black belt, so she went all the way. Wow. And I'm the one who sucked her into that world because I wanted to be a Ninja Turtle. But little did I know, mm. it was nothing like the Ninja Turtles. But uh, sorry, what are we talking about? I have a question, though, quickly, just uh, because you're a yellow belt. Your sister's a black belt. Well, I could kick her ass. Who would win in a fight? Oh, I'd, kick, I'd murder her, honestly. <laughs> Once I accidentally pushed her, like, you know when you're at that weird age when you don't know if you're stronger than your sister or not? I guess you need a sister to know Your sister's older this. than you. Yeah. My sister's yeah. three years older, but she could always beat me up and then when i was like 13 i kind of playfully shoved her she went flying and smashed her head in the wall and got a total black eye and i was oh, like no. shit i'm a man now like mm. i was like i had that strength and now i've like you know i'd never touch her since but back then it was like it was kind of a fair fight or like she could beat me up more more times than not but yeah, yeah. okay uh, so bowing oh, oh why i like cunt. bowing Keep going. Yeah, yeah. Okay. cunt bowing. And the reason I like bowing is because uh, <laughs> I'm very awkward with handshakes and hugs. I hate mm. when you see it. When you see a woman, you have to give her a hug. When you see a guy who's kind of cool, you got to do either a three phase or a two phase handshake. And all that gives me so much nerves walking into any situation. I almost don't even want to walk in the door. Mm. That's a huge. I don't think you're going to have to uh, worry about any of that shit going forward. I think we're part of the reason that. why I'm loving this. Yeah. <laughs> Like even when even once there's a vaccine and people are better, I think handshaking's done. Like I just don't think oh, we're gonna greet. Max, I know Max now. is a couple of drinks deep, but he just said how bad he wants to squeeze us. Mm-hmm. That's true. true. Sure. Uh, so you think hugging will remain amongst close friends? You think that will all just jump right back in? Oh, Pete, when people see each other, they're gonna go crazy. Like with mm. hugging and squeezing and kissing and you know everything. That's interesting. Um, anything else that you'd add to the uh, like cultural concoction that we're making for Shane Cunningham? Okay. Uh, what else? Yeah, I, I do like the blunt talk that you were mentioning. I would really like that. Because I'm down with Just it. get to the point. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, my, my uh, hairdresser, he's always very honest with me. He's like, you know, he's like, You've, uh, you look fatter today. You know, like he said that to me while he was cutting my hair. And I kind of like, I was like, whoa, I'm offended, but I like that honesty. Hmm. Okay, Mike, go ahead. What, what, what are your, uh, g- give me a few that you'd like, like to integrate into your life. Well, it's interesting you mentioned blunt talk and your hairdresser, Shane, because we do share a hairdresser. Uh, we have the same person. You were the one that put me on him. He's, he's amazing. And he is very blunt. Once he was cutting my hair and I, I just, it was like the winter and I happened to be a little dandruffy. And he was like, uh, have you tried medicated shampoo? Just out of nowhere. And I was like, Jesus, <laughs> yes. I'm like, 
I'm just having a little bit of, you know, there's a couple flakes, but uh, there's no need to uh, make me feel like uh, I'm <laughs> filthy. Uh, okay, uh, what would I take in from other cultures? Well, I've talked about it on this podcast, but when I was in Ireland for a wedding, they do the two-day Irish wedding. And I think that that is something that Canadians should 100% do. It is amazing. It is celebratory. You get sort of the the the, the very sort of um, formal pageantry and stiffness of an actual wedding. Uh, but then the next day, you just kind of keep the party going and it's way more loose, but you still have the catered food. You have the music. It's It's way more loose. And like, who doesn't like a, a sort of sort of like a two day thing? You, you, even though the wedding's coming to an end on the first day, you know you have something to look forward to when you wake up. So the two day wedding—that's what I would take from Ireland uh, and bring it to Canada. You, anything else? Uh, so you like blunt talk, Irish Irish weddings? Um... I think I think blunt talk. I I don't mind the social niceties that we've developed here because I think that. I think people really like blunt talk until they start to hear things they don't like hearing. Mm -hmm. Because things can be subjective too. Like it's like if somebody's not a fan of your music, Max, do would you prefer them to just say that to your face? Yeah, you know, to be honest, we opened for Billy Talent in Germany, and then after the show, I was at the merch table, and these like fifteen-year-old kids were like, "Uh, "Your music, it's not very punk. I do not like it." (laughs) And then I was like, "Okay, thanks, man." Like it serves a purpose to sort of just politely either don't share your opinion or I don't know, white lie or something mm-hmm. like that. I, I think that I think that those things aren't the worst thing in the world. Uh, so I don't know if but I'm if everybody's doing it, then it's almost funny, right? Like the way Oasis went about it was funny. Like if Liam Gallagher yeah, to- roasted me, I would be honored and laugh about it. I wouldn't be offended. I, you know, I don't think Noel Gallagher and his wife are appreciating Liam Gallagher's blunt talk on Twitter. You know what I mean? Like, it's like you have to ask the person that's getting blunt talked about. No, you but I think ask, that, like, I mean, obviously there, there's I think like, Noel loves it. I think there's feelings that get hurt, but also I think there is a tradition that is built up where they just recognize it's like, okay, this is the job that we're in and people are going to talk shit and we can all have a laugh about it. Not to say that people don't get hurt, but like, I think Noel and Liam kind of enjoy the tradition of oh, it. Oh, yeah, actually, 100%. A, a, yeah, and it's actually accelerated and it le- uh, elevated their careers uh, because th- their their ability to talk shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Erica, you got anything? Yeah, I think like I, Max, I feel like you'll feel me on this, but um, like some places in Europe, they close up shop at like three p.m. every day, mm. and then you like go home and take a nap or something. Like in like certain places in Italy. And stuff like that, where you just close down for like two hours, like late afternoon and then reopen. Also in these same places, I feel like uh, drinking is way more casual and everyone eats like way more bread. Mm -hmm. And I like all those things. See, I I don't really like the midday shutdown, but I do like the three day weekend. That's what I want. Mm. Who does that? A lot of places. Yeah. Somewhere in Europe, there's a Michael Moore documentary where he talks about it, but there's a place that it's like Fridays is like their Saturday or they have two Saturdays, Friday and Saturday. Mm. Um, okay. So I've made myself a little list. Max. Oh, you got a list. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah, I do. Uh, okay. So this is like an ideal max cocktail. Uh, so, uh, the sort of European drinking in the streets thing. I like, I think, I think if yeah. we can do this responsibly, I, I think it's okay. a, a joyful experience to just be able to like, I love walking down the street with a coffee. I love to walk down the street with a, with a beer. 
that was actually going to be on my list because uh, Vegas, one of the things I love about Vegas is like you just walk out of wherever you are and you keep drinking what is in your hand and you don't have to worry about it. You get into a cab with your beer. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that, it's, So anyway, uh, that was it's a good one. That is standard. Hey, you can do that here if you're sneaky. <laughs> yeah, but who wants to sneak? I don't want to sneak. I've got I'm a, a goddamn grown man. I've got a drinking sure. public ticket in Waterloo, sure. actually, uh, Erica. So be careful because that's near, near you. Oh, they're ruthless over here. They're ruthless. Were you in a popular band at this point? Uh, not popular, but we were. It was probably 2011 or something like that. Maybe 2012. Yeah. yeah. Actually, you know what? I just come home from Europe, and I and where we'd been drinking in Germany, like in the streets, very casually. We left uh, Lauren's um, student house, and I was like, "Trust me, I've been to Europe. This is fine." <laughs> and then, literally, in about five minutes, there the cop pulled me over and gave me a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the worst. Okay, um, I love. Uh, but to answer your question, it was uh, New Zealand does this, uh, mm. Utah, and some places in the United Kingdom do the four day work week. Mm, very cool. I get down with that. Uh, I like the Southern Amer- like uh, tradition. I'm talking about the Southern United States of like spinning a yarn. I like people that are kind of like long winded and very friendly. I, I think like Canadians. If, if you're like an American, you come up to a Canadian restaurant, it's all kind of formal. But when, if I'm like down in like Georgia or Texas, a lot of the time, it's like the tradition of like making people feel welcome and at ease is very good. Obviously, there's a history of like very brutal racism as well, which which is another side to it. Uh, but but generally the Southern hospitality, I guess there's a fucking name for it. Southern hospitality. I like that. Um, British shit talking. I think there's like a humor to it, which I think is awesome, uh, which I'd like to be a part of a little bit more because it's very like honest, but also funny. Uh, And also, you know how like uh, Italian guys like kiss each other on both cheeks? I think I'd like to do that a little bit more. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but wait, the second half of your question, though, you wanted us to make up something that we would want to be brought into our culture, right? Yeah, well, that was part of your answer, but what would you say? Oh, no, I thought you said, tell me something that you'd like to adapt from other cultures and bring in, Mm -hmm. and tell me something that you'd make up on your own. Okay, make up on your own, go. I didn't see that. Okay, Uh, sometimes I interpret (laughs) Max the way I interpret Max, but um, okay. It's good, it's good. Well, I, I want to bring into Canadian culture sweatpants in the workplace. <laughs> I know I'm down because I just think dressing up in a a business attire is ridiculous and so uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and it makes business meetings so formal and uh, people's best ideas might not be coming forth because they're so uptight because they're constricted by their genes. It's true. Yeah, and there's like the the boss is usually dressed <laughs> a little bit better than the underlings, and then you know the people under them are usually dressed a little bit different. And if everyone's dressed the same, then everyone's going to uh, be more open to share ideas. I think. You know what? This is going to be uniforms in the workplace, like high school. But I want the uniforms to be sweatpants because it's comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fine. I feel like this is a, a topic for the next pod, uh, so we should save this and we can think about it. But. What are, uh, after COVID, what are workplace protocol? What, what will that be? And what, because of what we've learned. And I think there's going to be a lot of things that are actually going to change because people realize I don't need these people in the office five days a week. I don't need these people in from nine to five. 
I can save a lot of money on rent and utilities, et cetera, et cetera, if people aren't coming in all the time because we're able to do a lot of things online and not with each other. And I wonder how that's going to change traffic patterns, the, the cost of commercial rent, all these like bigger picture ideas. Uh, anyway, we, we, should, we should talk about that on another podcast, but I think it will be very interesting what happens when everybody comes back to work. Let's definitely do that on another podcast. Yeah. Okay. Let's get to the last subject here. All right. Moving on. Our last subject of the day. No, it's not. Is... I thought there was a Shane surprise. What the fuck I, is with the Shane surprise? I, I, always... did that, I did that just because I wanted you to go, what the fuck? What the fuck? I know. What the I Shane saw you surprise? look at me and smile, Max. I can see you. You're like, what do you think of that, Shane? Yeah. <laughs> well, fine. Skip it. I don't care. No, no. We're, de- we're definitely doing it. Okay. Let's get to Shane's surprise. Okay. Okay. We're we're skipping the Grim Reaper on the beaches. <laughs> You're gonna regret we're going this, right Max. To the Shane surprise. Okay. <laughs> One of the good things about the Shane surprise is that it's kind of frivolous and it doesn't really matter. Just want to preface that before I talk about giant hornets. I read about this. Have you heard, have you heard of these? Okay. So murder hornets. Yeah. The, the, so they're like killing bees, which are very important to our uh, ecosystem. And they're like eating their thorax and like fucking ruining everything. I was just wondering, have you guys ever been stung by a bee? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was one time. I did get stung by a bee. I remember I was probably like nine years old. Cause you, cause until you get stung by a bee, you live in fear of being stung by a bee because you don't know if you're allergic to it and how hard and how badly it will hurt. It's like your first and- tattoo. Yeah, if I ever had one. Um, but I remember getting stung by a bee. I think I was in High Park. It was at um, a summer camp. And we came upon like a bee's nest or something. And I got stung two or three times on my leg. I don't think I've been stung since. I remember it like, kind of living up to the billing in my head that it was like that painful. Uh, and to this day, you know, I fear the bee. But uh, yeah, that's my story. <laughs> uh, what about you, uh, Mike? Bee? Stings? Yeah, I um not only had it been stung by a bee, but I, I was stung by a bee when I was very young, probably like grade three ish or something. And then I remember by grade five, I I I wanted to know if I was because I remember crying when I was stung by a bee the first time when I was really little. And I remember in grade five, I I wanted to be stung again to see if I had like my toughness had improved. I needed it was like a marker of my strength. <laughs> and so I found a bee. Uh, uh, in a field like on the playground and I antagonized it until it stung me um, just to see what if I could like handle the pain like two years well, after I initially badass. had one and uh, <laughs> yeah the, the, it still throbbed and hurt just as much as I remembered uh, and so that I think that was like the last time I was stung by a bee was grade five maybe something maybe high school I just don't remember but I definitely have been attacked by hornets I got like um, we were trying to remove a hornet's nest me and uh my, my, my dad, me and this, one of my friends, <clears throat> um, we were trying to remove a hornet's nest, like at his mom's place and it went terribly. And I just remember running down the street and these hornets, like I got like hit maybe like six or six times or something by these, like this swarm of hornets. I just remember like running being like, ah, ah, and like, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. and then like going into the house and then just finding all of the welts like around me. That was, that was probably like when I was like 18 or 17 or something but i lived through it luckily they weren't murder hornets so i'm i i am well aware of what it's like to be stung so when you see a bee are you scared no i am now when my daughter's around because she's never been stung and you never know how you don't know what kids are allergic to so that's a new fear but i'm not scared of bees like when a bee comes around i just keep calm and carry on i don't Mm -hmm. think about it too much erica 
I've never been stung by a bee, but um, yeah, I had a hornet experience a few years back. It We were like going to my friend's cottage and we just got there. And so we were like uh, doing trips from the car into the cottage, just bringing in groceries and stuff. And um, the, the nest must have been under the stairs of the cottage. And we were kind of like all stepping on it, irritating it. And then once I was like walking in, and I felt it like bite my leg. So I like swatted my leg like this. And when I swatted it, I put my hand right in the stinger. And then I went like this and I had the stinger attached on my hand and then I flicked it off of me. And um, I, I'm terrified still to the day. It didn't hurt as bad as it kind of like was just irritated for like the rest of the day. But I saw a hornet today while I was outside and I was very, very scared. Mm. I ran away, ran inside. Are you glad that the bee dies after it stings you? so happy so it's the best thing I I feel that way about mosquitoes I wish mosquitoes died I wish they lived by the same rules as the bee it actually offends me that mosquitoes don't (laughs) you know play by the bees rules you know it's like if you sting me that's fine you get your win you gotta die and the fact that they don't listen to the bee really pisses me off if you who do you hate more a bee or a mosquito this is a great question I hate the mosquito more because the bee needs to be antagonized, I think. Mosquitoes are just True. are just you know buzzing in your ear, stinging you. They could be stinging you all night long. If a bee stings you in your sleep, you'll get stung once. It'll fucking suck. But the bee is dead. A mosquito will fuck you over and over and over. Bees, bees, bees are self. <laughs> bees are self-defense. That has creatures. to be the headline they, of this. <laughs> yeah, that's the title. But Sorry, Mike. To Max's what is point, it? no. To Max's point, bees are a defensive creature. They, they're any time that it, it's, they are always in self-defense. Mosquitoes are aggressors. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, but sometimes a bee can misinterpret you. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't know English, so they don't really know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, but me, body dude, language, no 90% of everything's through body language. Sometimes they can even misinterpret that. But, I know, uh, it's crazy. They're so dumb. Shane, this this brings us to the big question. I feel like uh, you might have some 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 sort of reveal here. <laughs> have you been stung by a bee? No, I, I knew you guys would have better stories than me. I, I've been, I, I never know the difference between a hornet and a bee or a yellow jacket or whatever it is. Is a yellow jacket a bee? Hmm. It would seem that way because the yeah, word yellow, so. but maybe it's a hornet. I don't know either. Well, yeah. So I've been stung twice, but both times in a car. Ah. Weird. Oh. So the bees, uh, they got like inside the window part and they were like kind of like burrowed up in there. And then mm. I tried to let it out by putting the window down. And then it, instead of flying out, the gust of wind blew it against my neck and it stung my collarbone oh. area. And then the other time, again, I was going driving to my cottage, windows down, bee or hornet or whatever it was, got in and stung me again. So both times, not outside, in in a car. So you're never safe. How did you react? Screamed and cried and like I, I I'm no good with that. Mm. Were you driving? No, no, I rarely drive. Thankfully. It was my mom, my mom driving. Yeah. Mm. There's no joke. There's no joke. No, I was, <laughs> I was honestly, I was like, these guys are either going to have good B stories or they're not, but someone's going to have some good B stuff. That's a funny bet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but it's good. Like Max is in the perfect mood for this question. So it's, it worked out. Yeah.